here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Bob Kilner from at BK Photo Page on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash BK Photo Page. And you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey guys, it's Logan from Thrills United and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both through. Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Hello, everyone. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast. And today I'm very excited to sit down and talk with my special guest, Gabby Gomez. Gabby is well known in the coaster community for her incredible talent as an artist and using her voice to inspire and empower female enthusiasts through her organization, G-Force. I'm delighted to be talking with you today, Gabby. Thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here and we finally get to sit down and talk and get to know each other better. I've actually seen you at Hollywood Nights the past couple of years, and I've got a few of your posters hung up in my home. No <laughs> way. That, yeah. With that being said, we've never taken the opportunity to talk and get to know each other. Will you please share a few things about yourself to help our listeners and me get to know you a bit better? Well, I'm Gabby. I am a full-time art director, which I have now started to use that passion with my roller coaster passion. So now I do uh, a lot of cool posters, like designs. Um, I sell them on my Redbubble, but I do commissions too. Uh, I'm My favorite manufacturer is Intamin. I really like Squishmallows and Babies, and I love all things spooky. So anything Halloween related, all horror movies. Um, yeah, um, that's about it about me. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Squishmallows. I have so many, don't get me started. Well, huh? some people think I have a problem. <laughs> I, there's like 80 of them surrounded in my room right now. Like I can't stop. I don't have that many, but I'm well on my way. Every time I think I'm done, I find more. <laughs> so dangerous. Um, Started yeah. with the roller coaster Squishmallows. I was like, I'm only gonna get the roller coaster ones. Because they're cute and squishy, but it's spun out of control. I'm actually headed back down to Carowinds at the end of June, and I've heard that there's even more fury ones. I know. Something's telling me I'm going to wind up coming back yet again with more than I need. As you should. Yes, absolutely. Never enough of a good thing. So talk. let's talk about roller coasters. Yes. And we're going to basically start out by taking a walk back in time. 
Thinking back to the very beginning, what is the first coaster you remember riding? Well, okay, technically, my first roller coaster was like the kitty coaster at Lake Compounds, and then Skull Mountain, and then Roadrunner Railway at Great Adventure, too. So, like, those were technically my first coasters. Okay. But my first big girl coaster that actually like pushed me into loving roller coasters unfortunately was zoomerang at like compounds which doesn't make sense since boulder dash is literally right there and for mm -hmm. some reason i went on zoomerang first okay but so that was my first roller coaster technically like compounds is not a park that i've ever gotten to visit it's so cute and quaint. It's nice. You should definitely get there. And Boulder Dash at night is unmatched. Yes, that is one that is definitely on the bucket list that I'm hoping to visit, not this year, but possibly next year, sometime in the near future. And, you know, I was kind of like that, too. I started out on kitty coasters, and there I was never really what you consider hooked on roller coasters for many years. I, my first big coaster wasn't until I was 18 years old. I rode Vortex at Kings Island and actually loved it. But I just was more, you know, kind of the person that rode coasters from time to time when I went to amusement parks a couple of times a year, really until, you know, my kids started getting me going to Coaster Kids meetups and that sort of thing starting in 2019. That's when the whole crazy journey that has become my passion and hobby got started. So continuing our walk back in time with that early, those early coaster riding days, what would you say is the one coaster that has scared you the most? Okay. Hmm. Okay. So we used to go to Lake Compounds, like Quasi and Six Flags Great Adventure every single year since I was teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. And I never rode any of the roller coasters until I rode Zoomerang. And then, well, that didn't like scare me or anything. I was like, that was awesome. I want to do it again. And then I remember it was immediately, we were going to Great Adventure um, the week after. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride King to Ka. Mind you, I'm like 10 years old. And I'm like, I'm wow. there. So then my grandpa actually is in line with me. Like we pull up to great adventure. And I remember seeing it with like the intention to actually ride it for the first time. And I'm over there, like in the car shaking, but I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do it. And my grandpa was over there. Mind you, man's like 70 years old. And he's like, I'll ride it with you. And I'm like, it's okay. So I'm fine. And I remember being in the line, like literally like about to have a panic attack, but my grandpa just like kept poking fun at me, you know, making jokes or whatever. But my little 10 year old self was like absolutely shaking. Like I almost cried. Like my grandpa, I remember he like checked my pulse and he was like, oh no. <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah. So uh, tiny little me was terrified, but that it was like immediately hooked after that. I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I remember because it was the summer between fifth and sixth grade. I was mm -hmm. so hyped to go into middle school. Like I rode King to God. None of you guys did. I know none of you guys did, but I did. So I knew I had bragging rights and I was super excited to tell everyone about it. And then immediately after that, I rode El Toro 
which is how this whole thing started. El Toro is what sold me then and there. You are getting me very excited from listening to you talk for my upcoming trip at the end of July. I'm going to get to go to Six Flags Great Adventure for the first time. I've never been on King to Call. I've done Top Thrill Dragster a number of times. And I absolutely love Voyage through, you know, going to Hollywood Nights. I go to Holiday World a couple of years and I've heard so many people, you know, the conversations go back and forth. Voyage or Toro, both are supposed to be just top notch, world-class wooden coasters. And I can't wait to experience King to Call and El Toro. I'm super excited. Anyone who says they don't like Toro is lying. There's no way anyone doesn't like Toro. It's literally like the best. Maybe um, I'm a little biased because like I'm emotionally like mm-hmm. connected to that thing, but it's yes. like, oh my God. well, I'm really beside myself with excitement to ride that because I love a good wooden coaster. I can't wait. So going back to that standing in line with grandpa for King to call. How are you feeling? I know you said you were scared. What are some other ways to describe how you were feeling as you approached the station? So excited. I mean, like I was scared, obviously, but I was like more so like excited to do it because like mm-hmm. I saw King Dakar being built. I saw it all. I remember when it first opened and my fam, I waited for three hours, three hours just waiting for my family in line for a 28 second ride and um so I had to witness that and then like the year after my parents still waiting for like two hours so I was just really excited to see what the hype was why everyone loved it so much and like I saw how tall it was mm-hmm. and like I don't know I just got excited it's like a good excitement fear it's yeah. it was a myth if that makes sense it does make sense because, I mean, it's it's kind of like that you've got the fear, but yet at the same time, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. You oh, precise. Experience. I get it, totally. I felt, I would say similar, but different, going through the line for Top Thrill Dragster for the first time. At first, I was like eerily calm. Then I was scared to death when I sat down in the seat. And then I just wanted it to launch. I was so excited, you know, once I was there, the anticipation, you know, all the adrenaline kicked in and it took over. I was scared, but at the same time, I couldn't wait. Yeah, literally, it's all I could, it's all I could think about. I remember the night before, actually, Mm -hmm. I stayed up the entire night watching horror movies, obviously, as a normal 10-year-old does. However, I actually watched Final Destination 3, the roller coaster Mm -hmm. one right before I went literally like watched it and then immediately yeah. my mom knocked on my door like time to go to Six Flags mm-hmm. I was a huge horror fan myself as a child and my son has a nice little display of horror figures in his bedroom oh he gets it yes totally um so once you got off of that came to call for the first time how were you feeling when you came off the ride but so when I'm really, really, really happy, there's like this automatic reaction where I just cry. Like uh-huh. it's a thing. I'm not really like, you know how people get like when they're mad, they cry. 
you yes. know, when I'm happy, I cry. I mean, like, it's a thing everyone sees it. I posted on my stories. It's kind of ridiculous, but like, that's what it was. It was like a tears of joy. Cause I was like, what was that? What just happened? I wow. can't believe wow. little old me just did that. Mm-hmm. And then like me and my grandpa just kept rewriting it. Cause we had a flash pass that year. Cause it was the first year I was going to ride the ride. So we just kind of yeah. kept going. Cause I was like, it was the best thing ever again. You know, that scene in Thor, the first one where he like has coffee and then yeah. he slams and he's like another that was me okay i was like again awesome yeah for me it was more of course you know it seems like that seems to be a common thread amongst a lot of conversations i have with enthusiasts is you initially have that fear but then it's like again 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 for me for me i have to ride the ride until it becomes effortless for me to ride it all fear is gone. <laughs> then I, you know, I've totally conquered it. I can put my hands up. There's no, you know, there's no fear and nerves left. It's just pure fun. And adrenaline after I finally am able to let all of that go. So after you conquered your fear on King to Call, did it impact your life after writing it and if so, how would you say that it impacted it? Oh, oh, so severely, actually, um, in, in a very positive way. I remember immediately, like, the first thing I did when I get got home was literally research every little known fact about King Ka and then every little known fact about Great Adventure, every little thing about every ride there. Like, I knew every tiny little detail about this park's history and then it just like branched out and I could not stop it was like an immediate obsession I mean I have ADD so like the hyper fixation mm-hmm. thing was always a thing I was always super into things but like this was different it was like a problem it was like all I could think about I remember I like I made this like little notebook and it was like essentially like a little encyclopedia of roller coasters. I had like a little bucket list and mind you, I had no idea like roller coaster enthusiasm was, was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know other people felt this way. Cause I was only like 11 or 10. So yeah. it was just a thing. I remember my, when I first, like again, it was in the summer between fifth and sixth grade. My first essay was about roller coasters. It was just a thing. And, um, I remember just going to sleep counting like how many roller coasters have I been on how many times have I written King Dakar how many times have I been on El Toro and it was just like it suddenly became my happy my happy place it's all I wanted to do in the summer it's all I could was excited to go to and I remember actually to this day my favorite songs of all time are songs that remind me of amusement parks and just like going to great adventure for the first time so that's kind of funny so it really did impact my life where it's just like it's been like an intense passion and intense love ever since Mm -hmm. it's been well over a decade now like I'm gonna be 25 uh, later this month and it's still going strong that's, that's incredible I know for me the impacts on my life I didn't really realize the impacts that riding coasters and conquering fear we're having at first it's kind of happened gradually over time but uh i told you earlier i was bullied a lot in school and i was very you know just introverted 
lack of confidence, that sort of thing. And uh, I've now discovered that I'm more confident. I can be assertive when I need to be assertive. And I'm really, you know, not afraid to do that anymore. And when it came to weight loss, it was the same as conquering fear. It's in my mind. So just, you know, getting that whole mind thing under control and applying it to different situations in life, it really comes back to one thing for me. And it's conquering fear through writing posters. I've definitely noticed it has greatly in a very positive way impacted like mental health for me mm-hmm. I'm I have like really bad anxiety I'm very introverted like when you first meet me I'm very quiet and I come off as very rude at first but I'm like no, I'm, I'm I, sorry I come I'm off like, like that too I'm literally wearing like all black big platform shoes and I have a really mean looking face and I'm very quiet so everyone's like she's rude I'm like no I'm just shy I swear um I remember um like my first Hollywood nights you can vividly tell the vast difference um Mm -hmm. my first one like i was in barely any photos barely any videos or anything and then the second year i'm over there like dancing to nickelback Mm -hmm. like singing on the top of my lungs so definitely a lot less anxious but that also comes with the community and all the friends i've made through roller coasters and it's definitely uh greatly impacted like depression like way happier now actually now that i'm actually riding roller coasters I remember a few years ago I was really really sad like I just was not happy um I wasn't doing anything I wasn't going out like it was really sad I was like I'm 21 and I I'm sitting in my room like every day doing nothing mm-hmm. and like all I wanted to do was ride roller coasters but like travel to ride roller coasters experience new food meet new people and I'm finally getting to do that and I'm in a much better place thank god that's absolutely wonderful to hear. And I totally get where you're coming with the friends. I shared with you earlier, back before I went to that first Coaster Pits meetup and started meeting people in 2019, I was very much the same way. And once I got into the Coaster community, it was like, you're pretty much right now. For me, I felt like I was living like I was dying. Like It's time to get it's time to get living like you're alive. What are you waiting yeah. for? And, you know, just all the friends and positive influences that I've met in the community have brought me back to life. And I know some people my age tell me they feel like their life, their life is, you know, halfway over. For me, my attitude is I'm just getting started. I'm not done yet. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and that's, that's what the community has done for me. So we're going to change our questioning up a little bit and we don't have to go all the way back now to the beginning, but thinking about, you know, all of the coasters you've ridden, we've all had crazy moments and it can be, you know, crazy moments on a coaster, crazy moments, you know, with a park experience involving a coaster or crazy moments with friends. What would you say has been your craziest coaster moment? Okay, well, okay, I have two. One is a very wholesome moment, which I, it's not really crazy, but it was kind of, okay. So the first Hollywood nights, I um, planned an all-girls takeover. Mm-hmm. And 
I was expecting maybe like three and granted we still didn't have like a lot we had like two trains but like to me that was still absolute insanity that we filled yes. two trains of girls that even wanted to do that or that there was even two trains full of girls in total that was even at this event because uh the guy to girl ratio is kind of out of whack but absolutely so that was definitely a very wholesome crazy moment and then in absolute insanity so goliath at six flags new england good riddance absolutely cursed ride 10 out of zero out of 10 would not recommend first time i read it i got stung by a bee for the first time of my entire life on the second spike coming down beasting got off in complete panic because no one knew if i was allergic i've never been stung by a bee okay whatever second time on that spike again so i think it was someone's phone i'm not sure but what else would it have been someone's phone falls out of their pocket lands right on my shin oh no <sighs> absolutely painful i was in agony i was crying it was bleeding bleeding bruised for weeks and then the third time i wrote it i got a bloody nose are you kidding me so i just never wrote that thing ever again after that never again. i don't blame you that's terrible it's not even a good ride yeah and it just it was cursed i don't i don't know i don't I can't say that i would be in a hurry to re-experience that either i'm so sorry to hear that those things happened it's kind of hilarious thinking back on it because like uh -huh. how how it's literally laugh or cry I, I choose to laugh it's kind of funny yes when that many things go wrong in that short span of time why not okay so how many coasters have you written do you keep track of your coaster count I do. I think it's at 246 or 247 right now. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm really close to you. I'm at 242. I'm getting ready to take another trip. So I that number is going to grow. So out of the 246 or 247, what would you say is your favorite? Sir? Trick question. So technically I consider Toro my like number one that cannot be moved. Even if I think a ride is technically better than Toro. Toro will always be number one. Okay. Because just the emotional attachment, that's what made me an enthusiast. However, did I cry when I get got off Velocicoaster? Yes. And did I sob once I got off I-305? Also, yes. So those two are like tied. That's totally understandable. I've had these conversations with people. You know, some people do base, you know, their number one, their favorite coaster nostalgia theming you know all of that plays into it for me i'm somebody i put all that to the side orion at king's island is my my nostalgic favorite but when i i guess rank coasters and i only have seven of them actually ranked because after that there's just too many good ones for me to same i'm only up to, i only keep like five i'm seven but after, after those seven, I, I just can't put in anything else in an order because they're all so good. But when I go to, you know, to actually ranking those seven, I look at just the ride experience and I'm an, I'm an airtime freak. So, you know, airtime does a lot for me, but my response to Velocicoaster was very similar to yours. I just really love when rides are like, 
actively trying to like murder you, which is why mm -hmm. I'm an intimate freak. And mm -hmm. Velocicoaster is just, it's stupid. Like it packs the biggest punch I've ever experienced. It really does. I've never been what I would call an intimate freak. RMC is actually my favorite manufacturer, but Velocicoaster absolutely blew me away. For a Same. while, it was number one, my number one. Uh, then I, then I rode Arnguazi. I still haven't been on it. Time, so, I, and it was close, but I rode, I rode Velocicoaster and Arnguazi back over spring break on back-to-back -back days. And then Iron Gwazi became number one. Ooh. Then, then, oh yes, there's always more. <laughs> I went to uh, Hollywood Nights again this year. And they've done even more work on Voyage. Uh -oh. And I'm telling you what, the opinion was unanimous amongst everyone I talked to. That thing was running faster than it's ever ran. I mean, I don't know how in the world it could possibly went any faster that it would stay on the tracks. But I'm, I'm serious, but it ran so well. I moved voids back up of Velocicoaster. So now Velocicoaster's at three. Wow. But okay. that's a lot. I, I didn't know that that would happen, but it was running insanely well. Oh, that is so interesting to hear. I missed this year, but. Yeah, I didn't see you there. Yeah. Hopefully you make it back next year. They they've gone through and they they've done work on all the wooden coasters in that park. They did a lot of retrack too on legend and it was running phenomenally well. You know, they had the work they did last year on Raven. There's not a coaster in the park right now that's not running better than it's ever ran. Yeah. They've done an incredible oh, job. Yeah. So out of your 246 slash 247 coasters, you said, tell us your favorite coaster. What would you say is your least favorite coaster out of the ones you've written? Goliath of Six Flags, New England. Cursed. Sucks. No. I'm so glad it's gone. Like, I never have to look at it ever again, and I'm so excited about it. And I'm that, not asking any questions about that one because after the story you told me, <laughs> I would be like the Grinch, dump it to crump it. I know. I was literally, anytime I looked at it, I felt my blood pressurized. I was like, why is this here? Mm -hmm. Also, I don't know why it was there in the first place. Who put two um, boomerangs next to each other at the same park? Didn't even make sense in the first place. I was already pissed it was there. And yeah. then uh, the premiere, tra every, everything about it just, just made me angry. So, but also, Wildcat at Lake Compounds just makes me very sad. It, they reach, I remember they retracked the entire thing and gave it Millennium Flyers, and it was worse. Somehow, it's just genuinely a very rough ride. Mm -hmm. um, like the first drop, I, I always really think, I'm like, oh, it's, it's not that bad. And it's always that bad. Oh. Yeah, it, just, it hasn't gotten any better. I don't know what they could possibly do to it. Yeah. except rmc it but i don't want to say rmc it because it's so classic and old and it's just like yes. historic so it's like i don't want them to touch it so they got to figure something out i don't know yeah that's unfortunate because you get those old wooden coasters that have you know the history and nostalgia behind them but you get to a certain point where if they're not maintained 
the way they need to be where they become nearly unrideable. Yeah, Kings, I literally won't ride it anymore. Yeah, it's Kings unreal. Island this year did some serious, serious work on Beast. And it, yeah. oh, yes. And it long overdue. It got to the point last year. I mean, I would ride it when other people wanted to ride it. Uh-huh. But, oh, oh. And I mean, but I would, and I would only ride off the wheels, preferably in row 17. I would not sit on the wheels because there was the first ride of the season last season. I remember <clears throat> I came off with some bruises from the laterals and a pounding migraine. And I mean, they have literally brought that thing this year back to life. And it's That's insane. I don't remember because I, I wrote it for the first time um, last year coming back from Hollywood Nights. And I think I was in just so much shock and awe that yeah. I was riding the beast that I didn't even notice anything off about it. Honestly, well, on my end, I was like, I, th- I literally got off like in te- I, tears. I was like, I'm riding the beast. Don't no look at me. Like I was over there. I'm getting a back ride. And like the ride up was like, are you okay? And I'm over there like, leave me alone. Like it's such you, an iconic ride. I just yeah. don't remember it being that rough. Dang. You could have caught it too. I know on a good day when it, when the temperatures were cooler, not super hot, oh. it ran a lot better, but when the temperatures warmed up and I don't even remember what specifically what the weather was last year with Hollywood nights, but when the temperatures warmed up is when it got really unbearably rough. That seemed to be a trend. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but that's not a problem this year. So Love that. get back and try it when you can. I got it back there. I was only there for like an hour, an hour and a half. So, okay. Um, so let's switch gears now we've talked a lot about coasters you mentioned earlier your mission with g-force tell me more about your mission with g-force like you know how did the idea for the organization evolve what are some of the things that the organization does how can people get involved where do you see g-force moving forward in the future and that sort of thing and well, it, start, it like started off, I mean, the catalyst for it was like in 2019, um, mm-hmm. me and my friend were getting kind of like harassed um, by this one particular coaster enthusiast. And um, I admit that on my end, it wasn't as bad as everyone else because I had a boyfriend at the time. Um but it still was very creepy. It would make me uncomfortable. Like everything that he would say to me just felt wrong. And like my friend was getting it even harder than I was being hit at. And it was just overall a not good experience. Mm-hmm. And then talking to like other people, we realized um, it's happening to other girls too. And some of them were pretty young and um, he had a platform and I just wasn't comfortable, especially with the fact that like, we would both persistently tell him, hey, this does not make me comfortable. And he would still continue to do said thing that made us uncomfortable. Um, So we called him out or whatever. And that that passed or whatever that happened. But I remember for my first Hollywood nights, um, 
thinking back at all this and like all the girls that came forward after that and everything, I wanted a way to like just bring the few girls in this community together. Um, so I tried to organize an all girl takeover on Voyage and it wasn't that many girls, but it was still way more than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just already absolute insanity to me that that many people showed up. Um, I just wanted like a space, a safe space for like the girls, especially the younger ones um, in this community uh, to have like other girls to talk to, make more friends, just connect with each other. Um, so then G-Force was kind of born from that, which okay. with the intention to do exactly what the girl takeover did. Um, especially with um, G-Force, I just wanted to make a platform where again, the female enthusiasts could all connect with one, each one another and like find more resources and stuff. And I just remember being like a really small coaster enthusiast, like, you know, mm -hmm. a little teenager, preteen, whatever. And the only kind of media I consumed was male content. It was male YouTubers, male this, male photographers, males, 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 males. And like, that's all fine and dandy, but you know, I didn't see myself in them or anything. So I never thought I could make a YouTube or anything else. So it, um, I definitely wanted this platform too, to show like younger girls. I was like, Hey, you know, like there's this female uh, YouTuber, there's a bit of a, you know what I mean? It's like for them to like look up to other people and like know that they could also do whatever they want as yeah. well. And then just provide resources, especially provide resources for the females in this community. Cause I know that there is unfortunately when there's like this many men and like such little girls, yes. um, I mean, like it is what it is, but uh, we need a safe space. And especially when like girls are getting harassed, it's just not okay. And I just wanted a platform where girls could just like go and like find any resource that they need, any numbers, mm -hmm. any websites or, or just find anyone else involved and they can message them and just a way for every girl to just connect with one another all because of our passion of roller coasters. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time to share that with me. You know, with any time you step out of the box and, you know, really make yourself seen and stand for something, you know, be it in any area of life. I know I've heard the saying, you know, stand for something or fall for anything. There's going to be you know, supporters, and I'm sure you've probably received a bit of backlash as well. What would you say to people that say that, you know, G-Force creates division amongst men and women rather than bringing people together, you know, that sort of thing? It really doesn't. It's just like a space for girls to connect with one another. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. nothing because we're all we're all connected anyway like when we go to events it's all females and males like you know it's okay. just a little space for us to feel comfortable tell each other things make sure all the other girls are safe look after each other mm -hmm. in the off chance that anything is happening well thank you for sharing that because i thought that would be something for our listeners to hear and help them understand the mission of g-force that may hey you know this is you know this is separating and dividing the men and the women when really that's not the intention behind Absolutely. the organization at all no okay so now we're going to switch gears again and we're going to talk about your artwork your artwork is 
very well known throughout the poster community. And I did share earlier, I know you, David shared, you've created a poster for our podcast and I have posters of yours hanging in my own home. And my kids have one that I'm you honored. did for poster kids. And um, thinking back, what do you, what would you say inspired you to put your passion for art and coasters together? What really inspired you to bring your artwork into the community? Well, I actually, I always did art. I actually used to combine my passion for like music and art together. So I used to do, well, haven't in a while, but I do um, like hyper-realistic, like almost photo-like portraits of um, my favorite band members. Um, and I just loved combining my passion for like drawing and music. So I was like, why should I not do the same thing for roller coasters? And I actually did try doing a hyper-realistic uh, drawing of Skyrush, but then uh, that made me very mad. And I was like, nah, because I also was like, what's a quicker way to like bang these out? Because those portraits take weeks to make. They are not mm -hmm. easy. And um, I wanted to, you know, experiment with my art too, you know, find a new style instead of just drawing exactly what I see, because that gets a little te tedious yes. and boring. So I wanted to branch out. And so I've been practicing like more vector based illustrations with my drawings. And it's been a really fun way to experiment with my art styles too, while combining roller coasters. Okay. So it's kind of a process of always learning, trying to get yeah. better and evolving. I do that a lot as a teacher too. And so I've been teaching, I actually teach elementary art. Oh, and uh, yeah, okay. I've been at it now for 23 years and you know I shared earlier with you you know my philosophy on life is you know I'm not done yet I'm just getting started and that includes my profession as well when I'm when I'm out of ideas and I'm done learning then I think it's going to be time to go do something else I uh, see precisely because I was like I already mastered like photorealistic drawing like I don't mm -hmm. need to get better at it like I can just do it when I want to but so I was mm -hmm. like let's try something else let's try something more yeah. fun more whimsical yeah because it really becomes a process at least for me and I think you think very similarly is similarly is I've already sh done this how many times yeah you know how many more times do I need to show or prove to anybody that I can do this or, or even myself for that matter yeah it's literally time time to do something else because if i if i don't i'll, I'll get bored yeah and luckily up. like these ones were really fun because again they're more imaginative instead of just drawing what i see so they're a lot more fun to make and way more colorful and like they're a little extra you know yeah. i put so much stuff in like one single poster and it's just super fun to make i have a really great time doing it so anytime mm -hmm. anyone commissions me for something i get so excited then it doesn't feel like work it really doesn't like nice I just did a poster for uh, Lake Mont Park, actually. So they have a, oh. the dips one in the gift shop right now. So. Ooh, nice. When I finally make it up there to ride that, I will look for that poster. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen pictures of it on Instagram. I'll leave the dips mm -hmm. in my I love it. Yes. Okay. So I know you just said you made a leave the dips poster. Thinking about all the designs you've made all the posters, all the different coasters, coaster designs. 
What is your favorite design you've created? And why would you say it's your favorite design? Banshee. I was commissioned to do a Banshee one and I almost cried tears of joy because one, as like a horror movie freak and like a spooky, I consume way more spooky content than like anybody. I was just so excited to mix like horror with that layout. So that one was just so fun. I like drew a little Banshee and she's like screaming in the corner, like a bunch of little bats flying around like dead trees. And like I drew a little like graveyard and it's just like the cutest, spookiest thing I've done. It's my favorite. I just need more like spooky themed roller coasters, please. We actually have that poster hanging in my daughter's bedroom. What? FYI, yes. Love. One of the very first ones I bought. Oh, Banshee's the best, I swear. It is. And the detail on that the detail on that poster and just the authenticity of the design were incredible thank you you're welcome really fun to make so i know a lot of our listeners like myself have probably seen your artwork in parks they've seen it through social media if people are interested interested in buying your artwork where is it available for purchase so the the artwork that I make like in my free time that I get to like experiment with a little bit is on my Redbubble, which is um, G Gomez. However, um, when people like commission me for something that is their own and special, those are not on Redbubble. So like Twisted Timbers won't be on there. Phoenix won't be on there because I was like a one-time thing for someone else. So if you do want a commission, definitely just, hit me up on um instagram you can email me twitter it doesn't really matter any social media go ahead and ask okay well thank you for sharing where your artwork can be found and hopefully our listeners will go online and start shopping and if not look around the parks because it's definitely there to be seen so let's talk about advice thinking about your life you know, and obstacles that you've overcome and that sort of thing. What advice would you have to give to our listeners? Whether, you know, any kind of advice, it could be overcoming fear. Maybe they're getting ready to start a new job, you know, transition in life, any situation that they're facing, what advice would you give to our listeners? At the end of the day, please just do what makes your heart happy. Please um, self-care it up, you know, like what makes you happy? Like it's if it's roller coasters, please go to parks. Please ride as all the roller coasters you possibly can. Um, comic books make you happy. Go ahead, buy 30, read the comic books. Like I know I get um little like made fun of for like my squishmallow problem but they make me happy like when i see them like the serotonin it levels are off the charts so what am i going to do like not collect squishmallows because i'm a little older please mm-hmm. like it's fine at the end of the day everything should be because it makes you happy it makes your heart happy and i just want everyone at the end of the day to be like smiling in their bed and happy with like the decisions they've made and don't let anyone say it otherwise. I know a lot of people are like, roller coasters, that's weird. I'm like, and what about it? Okay, I know it's weird. 
it's very odd like it's a very odd hobby but makes me very happy so that's all that matters exactly you know i was raised being taught you know to blend in yeah, that no. sort of thing and it took me till i was over 40 years old to figure out you know what it came through overcoming fear you know what i'm tired of blending in i want to do what makes me happy and uh, you know just have done some stuff i've always wanted to do and it's really taught me there are others too in the world that are like me i just have to go out there and find them and not be afraid you know to put myself out there meet people make friends and that sort of thing i was we were having a conversation the other day and i basically said you know for those that get it, no explanation is necessary. And for those that don't get it, no explanation is possible. And, you know, just don't worry about it yeah. at all. Do what makes you happy. And the more, you know, I do what makes me happy, the more I want to continue doing those things. And the more positive people that I just continue to make friendships with and if those that don't, don't understand it, think it's weird or whatever, that's okay. And it took me a long time to figure out everybody doesn't have to approve. Yeah. It's, it's okay. We're all different. And that's what, that's what makes life interesting. Yeah. We all have our own weird things. Some people like comics, some people like roller coasters, some people Absolutely. like garden gnomes. I don't know. All right. But who am I to judge? Also, one last piece of advice I will say, especially in this community, if your friend does anything weird, says anything, call them out, please. I'm like begging, especially the men. Like, this is how it starts. It's when your friend makes like a funny, like sexual mm -hmm. harassment joke and yep. you let it slide. It's mm -hmm. like, ah, ha ha. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You should have said something. Tell your friend that wasn't funny. Like, stop it at the source. Like, Absolutely. I see it. Like that's how it like spreads. And then all of a sudden, like that guy thinks that behavior and that those jokes are funny. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Being gone by his friends. And even like, you know, just in general, not necessarily just in this community, but yeah, definitely call out your friends or anyone else for that matter for any kind of problematic behavior. I get it. I mean, I remember growing up, there was such a stigma around that. And you, you know, if anything like that were to happen, you were to keep it to yourself because it was socially unacceptable to make something like that known, you know, very much like mental illness. I know I grew up, my mother was bipolar. I have a number of going to my mom's side of the family. There was a variety of mental illnesses in my family. And there was a large, you know, stigma for many years surrounding that. And, you know, people were made to feel like it was their fault. There was something wrong with them. And um, I'm just glad, you know, that as time has moved forward, people have begun speaking up. Yeah. Speaking out and making it okay to be heard, you know, and knowing this is not my fault. 100%. You know, absolutely. And don't let the world make you feel otherwise. 
100%. And I will say if anyone ever needs someone to talk to, someone who suffered through depression or anything else, or if anyone's bothering you, do not hesitate to reach out to me. I will do everything in my power that I can to help. Um, so I'm here for anyone if they need it. Okay. Well, thank you for making our listeners know that they have a safe space in you if they need it. Okay, and our final question is going to be, be around social media. Where can our listeners find you on social media if they would like to view your artwork or reach out and send you a message if they need to talk? So my roller coaster account is lame coaster nerd on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then do not also hesitate. I have a personal one. Um, I use it just as much. It's um, Gabby Gomez with an S 624 on Instagram. Okay. Um, so I'm there on Instagram. My Redbubble, I think I already said is G Gomez. And then Twitter, it's funky. It is not the same. Hear me out. It is, it, it's Gabby Colettes 001, but Colettes is K-A-U-L-I-T-Z. Okay. 001. It's the last name of the singer of like one of my favorite bands since I was teeny tiny. So I haven't changed it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, taking the time to share your story and inspire our listeners. And I had a really good time talking with you today. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being, for letting me be on this. I'm very honored and I had such a great time. Well, I'm very honored to have had you as our guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.